everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Today we're going to be looking at Acts 8, 26 through 40. It's a story of Philip reaching out to the Ethiopian eunuch, one of the awesome stories of the New Testament, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to give some quick context. So uh, before we go into this text, because um, in Acts 8, or what happens in Acts 7 is that there's the stoning of Stephen and all the disciples, they're scattered um, from Jerusalem. And so this is the first time where believers are actively going out to preach the gospel to non-Jewish people. Mm. And so Philip had just been in a really successful place of ministry. He was actually in the area of Samaria. And early on in Acts 8, it says, Crowds with one accord were paying attention to him. Unclean spirits were crying out, coming out of many who had them. Many who were paralyzed or lame were being healed. And so there was much joy in that city. Yeah. So Philip is actually called to leave, if you think about it, at the peak, at one of the peaks of his ministry. And he wasn't just leaving something bad behind. He was leaving a really good thing behind to go to go where? To go to what's described as a desert place. And yet he was willing. And I think this really applies to us right now as a church, as we think about 2021 church planting. You know, we're going out to a bunch of new schools, different schools that we haven't been to before. And some of them, I think, are going to be hard. They're small elite schools or places where we don't have, you know, contacts. And, um, yeah, for us, this could be the equivalent of a desert place. We're like a small school in the middle of nowhere. Yeah the midwest right i don't know america is still a good place overall but we're leaving you know perhaps people are going to leave the comforts of a city you know a campus where uh, ministry is being built up where there's momentum where there are four classes and we're going to have to invite this disruption and that could also be the case for our pittsburgh team this upcoming year you know some people might leave and for those who are going to stay that's also going to be a disruption that people have to shoulder and it's a disruption to a good thing that god mm. is doing in the midst and even here in pittsburgh or just across our churches and why is that it's because people are out there who need the gospel mm. and it's because of this you know decision to obey to leave Samaria to leave the good ministry that's happening there that Philip encounters this Ethiopian eunuch for you know who knows he could have been the early father of the churches in Africa and spread the gospel to Africa I'm not too sure but that could be a possibility but imagine if Philip didn't obey and he chose to stay where it was comfortable worth a good you know in Samaria where he had a lot of good ministry that would have been a reasonable thing to do I guess but he would have missed this opportunity to obey the Holy Spirit and to encounter this Ethiopian eunuch Yeah, so one of the main points we want to talk about today is the second question from the DT of what made Philip an effective evangelist? What steps can I take to be more like Philip? Um, There's a lot to be said about the eunuch as well, but um, we just want to focus on Philip um, for today. So uh, the first thought I had was um, just that Philip is really attentive to the Holy Spirit. Like he knows the voice of the Holy Spirit when it calls, right? Um, In in verse, uh, verse 29, the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. Now, Philip didn't just think that was a burp or a random straight thought or anything like that. No, he knew this was the Holy Spirit. And I think that must have come uh, with practice and trying to listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, praying and just asking God to tell him um, what to do. And, and and man, you know, we see him respond. And, and I guess one question that I was thinking about was like, man, what would I have done in that situation if the Holy Spirit was calling me? Like, would I complain and say, why, God, why? Like, you know, and, and this doesn't mean that we can't have our own preferences, but man, he was just open to obey the Holy Spirit. And I think that's part of the key of being able to reach out to people because the Holy Spirit is going to be prompting us to go out there, to talk to that person or to, to make your faith known or to stand up for something. Mm. So I think that also comes within the midst of busyness, also being able to ponder and to take that space to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit. I think another one is um, the struggle. related, me. right? What? I think this one's related, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
anyway scared me another one i think related to that is that struck me was that philip had very low activation energy and he was just simply willing to obey um verse 27 it describes him he and he rose and went verse 30 so philip ran to him um, and I was thinking about how just wherever there was a need, Philip just did it. He just obeyed. And you know, the phrase activation energy is kind of like the, the threshold that's required for you to actually do something. All the energy you need to put in for, in order for some action to take place. And the lower the activation energy, the better, right? But for some of us, it's really high. What is that activation energy for some of us? You know, it's maybe it's too cold outside. God, oh, or hold on, let me finish everything up first before I do anything. Or you know, maybe we waste a lot of bandwidth protesting in our minds, like Will said. You know, that sounds so awkward uncomfortable I don't want to do this or or maybe someone else can do it or or you know calculating will my efforts be worth it are you sure God all you know all these things could be things that make our activation energy really high versus Philip who immediately gets up and simply obeys and Mm -hmm. is just willing to go out to be that evangelist to be that servant Mm -hmm. Um, I think another thing um, on top of that is that Philip knew God's word. And so how do we know this? Well, in verse 30, Philip ran up to the eunuch and he heard him reading Isaiah the prophet because people back then would often read aloud. And so at first hearing, he recognized it. He knew um, where the Ethiopian eunuch was in his reading. And then he knew how to make connections uh, to Jesus. Um, If you read uh, verse 35, it tells us Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. So he started with Isaiah, but he continued to go um, through scripture so that he could tell him about who Jesus was. And I guess the question for us here is, you know, how well do we know our scripture? Like, can we handle the word of God to rightly handle it so that we might be able to either lead people to Jesus or help them grow in their faith? Um, I think this is, it's just clear, right? When we're doing ministry, we have to use the word of God um, and we can't just go off of, you know, different things we've heard, um, but to point to point to the scripture. And that's ultimately how um, Philip was able to lead this eunuch to Christ. Mm. And you know, these attributes that we just mentioned of zeal, willingness of the one Will just said, knowing God's word, they're not actually special giftings or, you know, sometimes I think our excuses are, you know, for not being, not going out there and sharing the word is, uh, this person, some, this other person is naturally more charming. They have more charisma. They're more eloquent. Maybe they're more attractive or they have a more relatable background to the people that um, we were trying to love. And you know, some of the attributes I just listed, they can't be helped, right? Maybe you're born with them. But here we find that the most important attributes of being an effective minister and evangel- of being an effective evangelist are ones that we can all attain to if we just try. Like we can choose to obey. We can choose to be willing. We can choose to be zealous. And we all have the Bible, the word of God, we all have the gospel. We all have a pair of legs and a mouth to open and speak. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of choice about what we do with the gospel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think oftentimes, like Chris said, we overemphasize the importance of things like charisma or speaking ability to say I'm not good at sharing the gospel. But I think my experience um, of just what I've observed is that more often than not, the people I find repeatedly impacting more other people are people who simply just try, simply who just have the zeal. Like I remember this brother in Berkeley who um, at first glance, you would not think that he would be like, you know, a guy who would go out there and share the gospel with a lot of people. But year after year, I see just guys really warming up to him, just um, him helping people learn, know who Christ is, leading them to Christ. And, uh, you know, he's not a native speaker. He's not suave. He's not eloquent. But man, does he just have zeal and is he's, will, he's willing to bring up spiritual conversation just to meet people mm-hmm. and just to get into their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so where does that zeal come from? Well, it comes from, like Philip had, confidence in God's word and 
that and we just have, we need to be sure that the, God's word for us and for other people that really is the ultimately the best gift mm-hmm. and that elevates us to get over our fears our fear of awkwardness or just our insecurities you know Philip was not afraid to talk to uh, the Samaritans he was not afraid to approach this entourage of the Ethiopian eunuch with you know his 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 escorts and just mm-hmm. all the he's a royal you know essentially you know to speak God's word and the gospel itself gives us this boldness and I was thinking we can also emulate Philip in this area as well yeah so I think those are some of the many things that made Philip a great evangelist um you know one thing I just want to share here to just as a final wrap-up point and it's just this picture of God really knows what he's doing and Philip trusts that I think oftentimes in ministry we have our own calculations for how we think things will work out the best or what will be most effective. But I was thinking, like just even in this situation, man, the Samaritans, you know, they were being saved. They could preach to one another. But what about this Ethiopian eunuch? Like someone needed to reach out to him so he could reach out to others. Like we don't know how God is going to work, how he's calling. And so when he's calling us to for a season, you know, maybe there's one particular person. Maybe it's on one campus. Maybe it's just that city, right? Some of the schools we're going to may seem pretty small, maybe less strategic, but there are limits to our own human strategy and at the end of the day, of course, we do our best to plan. But when God pivots us, I think we just need to be able to respond and trust how he's working in us. That's all for today. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.